I read to you from the precious Word of God in the first chapter of the first epistle of Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Amen and amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no being in the universe that we should seek to bless and praise and honor and exalt more than Him. And so an expression like this occurs in other places, and it should be familiar to your ears, but it should be meat to our hearts. Blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to describe a character trait of His and part of His nature toward us, which according to His abundant mercy, not bare mercy, Not mere mercy, but abundant mercy. According to that abundant mercy that rules him, guides him by his choice toward us, his elect, that he's begotten us again. We've been born again unto a lively hope. Not a dead hope, not a dying hope, stale hope, might be hope, hopeful hope. But we've been born again unto a lively hope. You know, a hope that there's going to be no death shortly. A hope that is lively because the text tells us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's our older brother. He's the first fruits of them that slept. He's the second Adam. And we're going to participate in all the blessings of his resurrection. And by his resurrection from the dead, we shall be resurrected. And so this lively hope that we have is based on His life. His life from the dead. When He was laid in the tomb, He he was raised again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and He lives forever. We sing, He lives. And He lives within our hearts, we sing. And so it's a lively hope because our Savior is alive, and because He's alive, we shall live. This liveliness of our hope. Our hope is a certain expectation of things to come in the future. It is not a preteristic fatalism of everything took place in the past, and there's nothing left for us, especially us Gentiles. There's most everything left for us. And so it's a lively hope. It's a certain patient waiting for things that have been promised by God that will most surely occur. And we want to believe that this day. The the epistles of Peter begin with this statement that I'm reading to you now, and they end with the most glorious hope of a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness, where we shall live forever with the Lord. This corrupt place and all the works of it and all the elements of it that we see failing all the time will be dissolved and melted with fervent heat. And so we have great promises yet. Our hope is lively because our Savior lives at God's right hand. Because we shall live because He lives. Because our hope is by the quickening power, which means to make alive power, 
of God in our regeneration. Because we shall live forever with the Lord. So it's a lively hope. Because it's based on God's Word and not dead theology. It's lively. In that when God promises something, there's truth and veracity and verity in it. Because it leads us to purify our lives, even as He is pure. There's so much liveliness in our hope. Now, if you're not lively this morning, it's because you have forgotten your hope. You are too focused on the things of this life that will always disappoint, always deceive, and will eventually destroy you. So get your mind off all those things. We have come together in the house of the Lord to be reminded of the lively hope that we have by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it's all according to His abundant mercy, and it includes an inheritance to which we have been predestinated that is reserved in heaven for us. It's incorruptible, and it fadeth not away. What a wonderful thing we have. If I were to tell you that there was an inheritance for you, and you just needed to wait a few weeks or a few months, and you're going to get a check for millions or billions, I know it's so cheap that I'm sorry to make such a frivolous and foolish comparison, if it were to be billions that were going to be in your mailbox, you would be bouncing for the next few months. Your steps would be different, your shoulders would be held back, your head would be held high, because you would be thinking about the ridiculous benefit of a few extra FRNs, Federal Reserve Notes. But when we read a passage like Second Peter chapter 3, and it tells us of a new heavens and a new earth, it should lift our heads, straighten our knees, and the feeble hands should be strengthened as we approach life. Because this life is so short, and it's going to be over so soon, and most of us are on the decaying side of it anyway. We want to be thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ and the hope that we have in Him, and it's lively. It's full of life. You wake up some days and you feel half dead. Some days your mind is so, and your heart is so cold toward the things of the Lord. This is the way I talk to myself and the way I talk to the Lord. Lord, I feel dead. Well, there's going to be no deadness in heaven of any kind, any way, shape, or form. We're going to be alive in Him, fully alive. And so I exhort you this morning to love words like these, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy of all blessing, which according to His abundant mercy... It is so abundant, it is so overflowing, it is so full, it is so great, so wide, so long, so deep, so broad. He's begotten us again into a lively hope. We have been born again by the power of God, according to the predestinated purpose of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit, to a lively hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gives meat to the promise and the prophecy, and may we live in light of it. And it includes an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, fades not away, and it's reserved. We will not lose it, nor will it be given to anyone else. It's all yours. And when God makes a reservation, it it never fails. We are blessed abundantly. That's why we're here today. To be called away from the world for a little while. And for us to remember our hope that is in Christ Jesus. The world is a very hopeless place. Men educate themselves, they exercise themselves, and they apply themselves in their professions, 
and then they die, and their exercise, and their education, and their application all mean absolutely nothing. And as soon as we can get them under the ground and write the check to pay for them, getting them there, they're gone. But we have a lively hope. And today, we educate ourselves, and we exercise ourselves, and we apply ourselves toward that hope. So that we stand before Him, we can stand there confidently and hear the words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Lord, help us to that end, every one of us. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we bless Thee, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We bless Thee by praising Thee, adoring Thee, worshiping Thee, and ascribing greatness unto Thee. We thank Thee for Thy abundant mercy and abundant grace which has covered all our sins and sent the Lord Jesus Christ to be our mediator and the propitiation for our sins. We thank Thee for the lively hope, the hope full of life, the hope full of vigor, the hope with an inheritance attached that we shall enjoy for eternity because the lively hope eradicates and ends death. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that death is merely our bodies sleeping in Jesus, for to be absent from the body will be to be present with Thee. We thank Thee for this hope and all the aspects of it. We bless and praise Your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, forgive us when the education and the exercise and the application of our abilities in this short world, distract us, deceive us. O Lord, let them not destroy us. Let our affection be on things above and our purpose to be those things rather than things on the earth. And Heavenly Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of preaching from Your Word, Word that we have already opened this morning, may it quicken our hearts and our affections toward Thee. May we lay hold of that hope by faith. Our Father in heaven, we bless Thee. There is no God like Thee. All the gods of the heathen are by their own imaginations. And even by their imaginations, they cannot reach unto Thee. Heavenly Father, Thou art the infinite, independent, eternal, immortal, invisible, only wise and true God. And we thank Thee and bless Thee this day. We thank Thee for Thy fulfilled prophecies. We thank Thee that Babylon sat as a queen forever. So she thought. But she was taken in one night as her king profaned Your name, Your house, and Your people by using Your instruments of worship in a feast of His own. We thank Thee for raising up Cyrus and that we can read about it in the Bible and out of the Bible and know that God our Father worked that marvelous deed and fulfilled that prophecy for the confirmation of our faith. And Heavenly Father, we rejoice in Thee. You know the end from the beginning and You declare those things which be not as though they were. You ask us to bring our strong reasons and arguments because there is no God nor philosophy that can be brought to bear against Thee. Amen. 
You know the future and you declare things that are past. You do it all and we bless you this day. We thank thee for prophecies that are now being fulfilled and show us on the timeline of your dealings with men to be at the far end of that timeline. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that we know the approach is near of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we look for him and we love his appearing and we shall love it and we shall adore him and admire him in that day. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for these prophecies that we find in Second Peter chapter 3 in the passage we just read of things yet to be performed for us. We thank thee for the soon coming of Christ, the resurrection of the dead, the great day of judgment in which we shall be judged righteous by his perfect life and sacrificial death, and for the new heavens and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness, and that we shall be together forever with the Lord. We thank Thee for these things. Heavenly Father, be with Your servants and empower them this day to teach Thy people in every place where You have called them and they in sincerity call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation. We pray that You would raise up leaders in our houses of Congress, in our highest office, in our Supreme Court, and in all the lesser offices throughout the nation that would protect the liberties and freedoms of your people to worship according to the word of God and to direct our families accordingly. We thank thee for every good thing that you've given us, the health and strength that we have to be in your house this day. We thank you for this church that you have raised up. And we pray that we will be faithful to the gospel that you have delivered to us, that we will earnestly contend for it, and that we will put feet to it when we leave this house, and that we will live it in our thoughts, and our words, and our deeds, that we might be living epistles to others, and that we might bring glory to Thee, and that we might adorn that gospel by our lives. Heavenly Father, be with us now. We are weak in our flesh. We are distracted by this world, and the power of darkness would seek to discourage us even this day. But we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will bind the powers of darkness, hold the world at bay, and put our flesh under by the power of the Holy Spirit that we might be lifted up in your worship now. Heavenly Father, we ask these things, that this assembly, which we trust and hope and will make every effort we know to make, will be according to the due order and pleasing in thy sight. We thank thee for thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for his enemies, and who sits in heaven ever living to make intercession for us. We pray in his name that you will be among us this day. In Jesus' name, amen.